0: This week, the EU elects Jean-Claude Juncker as the next president of the European Commission, the EU's top job. Mr. Juncker is described as an arch-federalist who wants to bring Europe closer together. During the financial crisis, his actions by many were considered undemocratic. Prime Minister of Britain David Cameron said the election of Juncker makes keeping Britain in the EU a harder task. The headline on the UK Daily Telegraph reads... One Step Closer to Quitting Europe. Here are a couple of snippets from the article. Britain has moved a step closer to leaving the European Union after David Cameron declared war on Brussels over the nomination of Jean-Claude Juncker. Keeping Britain in the EU has got harder, the Prime Minister said, after he was outvoted by 26-2 to in his attempt to prevent Mr. Juncker becoming the European Commission President. Bernard Jenkin, the Conservative MP for Harwich and North Essex, said Mr. Junker's appointment was the tip of a very large Federalist iceberg and suggested that it could lead to Britain pulling out of the EU. David Cameron did everything he could to convince other European nations not to support the appointment, but succeeded in only getting one other nation on side, resulting in his appointment by in, in a vote of 26-2, to 2, as quoted. It is becoming very clear that the nations of Europe want to move closer together and are telling the UK to join in or leave. While Britain does not want to hand over more powers to Europe, the other nations are content to give their power to the EU government. This is the exact picture that we read about in Revelation 17, verses 12 and 13. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. The ten horn kingdoms are nations that have their roots in the Latin or Western Roman Empire. This is the same kind of prophetic imagery as used in Daniel chapter 8, where the four divisions of Alexander the Great's Greek Empire are depicted as four horns, with their roots in the Greek goat. By delivering their power and strength to the old Roman beast, it is revived and is seen with the harlot woman riding it, as in Revelation chapter 17. The beast is the one described in Revelation 13, verses 1 and 2. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, And his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat in great authority. This beast, which emerges from the sea, also is a member of this beastly succession. His power comes from the dragon, which was cast out of the Roman earth, in Revelation 12, verse 13. The dragon was the pagan Roman empire, which was cast out by Constantine and his forces. Constantine created a Christian empire. There are more important details to notice about this sea beast, however. It was like a leopard, had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. This is a clear connection to the four beasts of Daniel chapter 7, where the first beast was a lion, Babylon, the second beast was a bear, Medo-Persia, and the third a leopard, Greece, and the fourth dragon-like beast, the Roman Empire. Daniel's fourth Roman beast, which was the fourth kingdom upon the earth, Daniel 7, verse 23, had the same characteristics as the beast in Revelation. It was to speak great words against the Most High and make war with the saints and prevail against them. It also meets the same end. It is judged by God and its body given to the burning flame, at which time the saints take and possess the kingdom. There can be no doubt that the Roman beast of Daniel 7, And the beasts in Revelation are one and the same Roman Empire in the different forms which it has emerged in. The beast in Revelation 17 is the final form of this terrible beast. It is destroyed by Christ and the saints, and they take the kingdom. Revelation 17 verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Today we see the kingdoms of Europe in the process of giving their power and strength to the beast. We also see Britain being forced out. Bible students have long expected Britain to leave Europe and become aligned with the trading nations of the West, the Commonwealth countries. When the beast makes war with the Lamb, coming against the mountains of Israel as Gog of the land of Magog in the prophecy of Ezekiel 38, there are those merchant nations which object as in Ezekiel 38, verse 13. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Meanwhile, the battle for the leadership of the coming European Empire continues between Russia and Western Europe. This Friday, the leaders of Ukraine, Georgia, and Moldova signed historic trade and economic association agreements with the EU in Brussels. The EU stated that there was nothing in the agreements that would harm Russia in any way. However, almost immediately, Moscow made it clear she was reserving the right to react. Seeing that Ukraine and Georgia are key areas over the battle of influence between the EU and Russia... Russia will no doubt take a very dim view of these agreements signed at this time. On the other hand, Germany's broadcaster DW reports under the heading Austria defies US-EU over South Stream during Putin's visit, that Austria's OMV and Russia's Gazprom have signed a deal for the Austrian section of the controversial South Stream gas pipeline that bypasses Ukraine. Austria's president... Heinz Fischer, has rejected U.S. and E.U. criticism. The pipeline will reportedly make Europe even more dependent on Russian gas, and the E.U. objects that the Russian gas giant Gazprom will control both the pipeline and the gas supply. Austria has also opposed sanctions against Russia over the Ukraine crisis. Austria is a very Catholic country with 63.5 to 77% of the population being registered Catholics. One wonders what motivation Austria would have to defy the EU and American criticism and forge ahead with this agreement with Russia under the current political climate with Ukraine, having Putin visit and essentially giving Moscow a diplomatic victory. Europe believes that in order for their European Federalist project to be complete – they must include Russia. For centuries, the Vatican has tried to heal the rift between the Greek East and the Latin Catholic West. Europe does not believe that Britain is an essential element of the European project, but they do believe that Russia is. This is in line with what we expect from Bible prophecy. As we see Europe taking shape, and the kingdoms of Europe giving their sovereignty to the beast, there is a clear exhortation to us. Those with the Lamb that overcome this terrible system and bring peace and righteousness to the earth are called and chosen and faithful. Today we must hear the voice of Christ in the scriptures and work hard to reform our lives, get into the word and prepare to meet the King, who is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. This has been the weekly Bible in the News podcast. Come back next week to www.bibleinthenews.com. This has been David Billington with you.